Good morning, everyone. Happy Wednesday. RK is going to be here in just a few minutes. So uh, if you are like, why is he not here? It's because he's going to be here in a few minutes. But I uh, wanted to start the show anyway, because we've got a lot of interesting stuff to talk about today. Yesterday's show went on for a really long time. Uh, and I appreciate so much everyone sticking with that. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I think this is an, a really interesting week. And I mean, like after yesterday's show, I was really exhausted. Like I was just like hungry. Like I was so hungry yesterday after that. So part of me was like, wow, like that, that was a lot. But at the same time, I mean, I was talking to RK afterwards and we just kept going back to our show's mission, which is our core value is curiosity and also learning from others, even when we disagree with someone. So sometimes curiosity will lead you into strange situations. And I think that's an example of what we had yesterday. So I just want to say thank you to our audience so much. I appreciate you guys um, being here for that. I appreciate you guys leaving thoughtful and intelligent comments. I appreciate you guys. Uh, I know that we had a variety of opinions in the chat and I just really appreciate how everybody handled, you know, putting out their own opinion and everything. You guys are amazing. Uh, and I think that since I'm realizing this week is being pretty heavy with all of the different really complex topics we're talking about and really serious, some of these, especially tomorrow's topic is going to be really serious. Um, I think that I, uh, next week we want to do something. We don't want to be like, have another super intense week. So I think we're going to do Oprah week next week and have it be like a week of giveaways. <laughs> so we'll study Oprah, do reactions to Oprah, learn about what makes Oprah successful, but also she gives something away every show, right? That's like her thing. So, um, I still have a few books and items to give away from doing Marie Kondoing in the house. So I think we're going to do some uh, giveaways as well. And it'll also kind of be like an audience appreciation type of week because we want to let you guys know how much we appreciate you for everything. Um, also, uh, sorry, I'm just going off on a tangent because I've got a lot of things to cover. But real quick, we have Stephanie here today. Stephanie, uh, you want to introduce yourself real quick? Yeah, my name is Stephanie. You see me in the chat as SMT. Those are my initials. Um, I'm just happy to be here and that you actually have somewhat of an interest in what I might have to say. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I really appreciate you wanting to come on today and talk about this. I think it's great to get that we're getting a variety of opinions here. Um, so just so everyone knows, I didn't have a Monday video this week because I was uh, uh, doing a lot of other stuff this weekend. Um, and here, so here is going, here's the, um, link to it to, I'm putting up the video today instead of Monday is my point. So I have a new video coming out today. It is right here. This video is a collab I did with the channel council of geeks. I feel like I have, I have a lot of crossover with them. I'm not sure, but, uh, I was on their channel this past Saturday and um, now they're going to be on my channel today. And we both like swapped author interviews with each other because we both had new novels come out over the past uh, month. So uh, that's going to be the video today. It is premiering in two hours on my main channel. There's a link to it right there. So 
I hope you guys enjoy that video if you choose to watch it. Um, we're doing, we're doing some uh, just an author and book related uh, video this uh, more this morning, and then we'll have some more business stuff coming for you guys Friday. And now I'm gonna address and say hello to everyone in the chat. I also want to issue a quick apology that yesterday I didn't, um, I wasn't as good as at being in the chat because I was trying to like have a conversation, handle all the topics. And then the chat would say something and I'd not, I'd miss something in the chat. And I just, I apologize for that guys. It's something that I'm going to continue to work on getting better about as our show continues, which speaking of our show continuing, we're almost at a hundred episodes, which is really exciting. We have almost made it to a hundred episodes. Um, so Cher, I think what we're going to do regarding essential oils and MLMs is um, this Friday, we're going to do um, essential oils and MLMs themes. So we can have, we're going to have you on to talk about essential oil safety and change our minds on that. And we already know that you are not in favor of MLM essential oils, but we do um, we are going to have Reckless Mermaid on, who is not, she's not pro MLM, but she is, she's not completely anti MLM. Like she, she doesn't think they're always as bad as I say they are. So we're going to see if she can change my mind and make me think that they're not as bad as I say they are. Uh, so we're going to do essential oils and MLMs on Friday. So that'll be, that'll be fun. Um, hello, Joe. Hello, Molly. Good morning, Precious. Good morning, Anna, Molly says, I missed the end yesterday. How'd it go? I, the end was like, we all kind of reflected on what worked and what didn't. And I think that uh, the conclusion, because I want to, you know, try to conclude every day with, well, did anyone change anyone's mind? And my conclusion yesterday was that my mind wasn't changed substantially in the fact that do I, do I think that um, the red pill is useful to society as a whole. No, I still don't. Um, but I, I, my mind was changed in the sense that I appreciate understanding more of the viewpoint of where it comes from and having a, a bigger, a deeper understanding of what their actual mission is and how that can get clouded sometimes because I've seen that happen within my own movements. Um, so that was my overall, my overall thought with that. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think we'll, we might, we probably won't do, I don't know if we'll do a topic like that again. Maybe, probably not. I don't, I'll, we'll see what the audience wants. Cause I want to make sure everyone here has a good time too. Good morning, Paige. Glad you made it. Anna says, can't say I enjoyed the vibe in the chat, but I was also doing things and therefore wasn't following it too closely. Yeah, that's, that's what I could like. I, I, and again, that's why I apologize for not being, not monitoring the chat super closely and not really being in it. I, I always want everything to kind of be like, just everyone can say whatever they want, but I also don't want people to feel uncomfortable and those things can kind of conflict sometimes. So this, this was an example of me being like, okay, well maybe this is now a time where I have to sit back and think, do I need to do something a little different with how this is run in the future? Um, so I'm always open to suggestions from you guys for that as well. Um, good morning, Amanda. Glad you're here. Kaylee says I got annoyed, but still had fun. So all good. I felt the same way. I got annoyed and had fun too. Uh, I was the exact same way. Paige says, Mama said, no, don't share our thoughts in the chat yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, Paige. You maybe could have been, you're a puppet. You could have been the great equalizer. <laughs> um, Anna says, I'm just finishing catching up with KonMari week on my morning walks. Oh, nice, nice. That was a fun week. That was a fun week. 
Oh, Paige, that is a brilliant idea. So Paige, uh, Paige the puppet has been working on some coloring pages. Uh, pa coloring pages, because her name's Paige. That's cute. <laughs> but yes, uh, that would be awesome if we want to do giveaways next week and you want to do, you want to give away some coloring pages. I think that's a great idea. Um, all right. Good morning, Caroline. Molly sees uh, Stephanie here as SMT. It's so cool to put a face to the username. Yeah, the first time I saw you in the chat, I like I have like a million friends who have the initials SMT. Like <laughs> a lot of friends with those initials. And so I was like, wait, is one of my friends from real life in the chat? And then I found out, I'm glad it was you because <laughs> we get to, I mean, as I would love to have my friends from real life in the chat too, but I'm glad it was you because I'm glad we're, that we're able to get to have this conversation and stuff. Mm -hmm. Oh, Willie says, I saw your interview on there. I think this is referring to the Council of Geeks interview. Thank you. I had a lot of fun with that. Good morning, Kat. Good morning, Gail. Um, Kaylee says, no need to. Oh, you're right. I need a girl. Stop apologizing. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> Caroline says, yesterday was all over in the chat and on the stream. Yeah, it really was. It was kind of an experiment in something new. Amanda says, the convo was so intense, you really couldn't have kept up with the chat and engaged with them at the same time. It would have been a much longer stream. Yeah, I was already four hours. I don't know if I'll do, I mean, maybe I'll do a four hour stream again in the future. I just got to eat something because I was hungry all day yesterday. <laughs> hey, Amy's here. What's up, Amy? Just a quick pop in to say good morning, catching up on yesterday's show right now. I appreciate the range of conversations y'all have here. Thank you, Amy. I appreciate you in general. You're just a great person. Um, uh, so, oh, Paige says, remember to click the like button on the video. Thank you, Paige. That is right. Everybody, please do click that like button. Um, let's see. I'm trying to see if RK is coming soon. Otherwise, we can we can get started uh, on the conversation without him. Um, so, guys, today our discussion topic is gender segregation. So the, I think the, where we're coming at this from is, so my belief is a little more on the extreme side. Oh, wait, sorry, Anna. Yes, I, I want to make sure. Yes, I did monetize the stream. Yes, I checked that at the beginning, or I think RK monetized it, but I checked at the beginning and I looked at the thing and it was already monetized, so we're good. Stream is monetized. Thank you guys for always being on the lookout for us. You're, you're, you're very, very good people. Um, oh, wait, and I missed, sorry, Platypus Journals. How could I miss your comment when you have such a cool name? Platypus Journal says, I came in late to the video when it was live yesterday. Even when there isn't an agreement, I do appreciate the conversation being had. I'm looking forward to the rest of the week. I'm glad people are liking this week. I was very worried. I was having, I was like texting RK all night last night, being worried that I'm like, is our audience going to get exhaust too exhausted with us this week? Are we like, are we like exhaust, like just tiring people out when we're supposed to be energizing people in the morning? Um, so I'm glad. I'm really happy to know that people are enjoying this week um, because it's, it's a lot of fun to try to, have our minds changed about things and just to listen to other opinions since that's part of our mission. All right. So today's topic is gender segregation. Should it exist at all? Now, I personally am a believer in no gender segregation whatsoever. I don't think we need to gender segregate bathrooms, locker rooms, gyms, prisons, anything. I don't see the need to separate any single thing by men and women. 
And that's been my viewpoint for a really long time. I think since like childhood, like when I would go to bathrooms, I'd be like, why are there two different bathrooms? This doesn't make sense. So I've always been like gender segregation is stupid. Gender is a stupid way to, to separate things in, from the beginning. Um, and Stephanie in the chat yesterday uh, brought up a really interesting point about how you know, sometimes it can be necessary or beneficial in gyms and locker rooms. So Stephanie, before, you know, we get into having a big discussion, do you want to just kind of talk about your experience and your perspective and where you're coming from with everything? Yeah. Um, you know, so for me, I try to think about, uh, you know, my own personal experiences and sort of what my uh, experiences have been in those types of scenarios in those places. And then I also try to put myself as much as I can in the shoes of other people who could be in a different situation than I, but how they might approach it and what their own experience could potentially be. Mm -hmm. For me, if we were to use the bathroom as an example, right? In a perfect world, all bathrooms would be functional. They would all be um, in a a situation where all the doors are working, where all of the stalls don't have gaps in between them. Absolutely, where, yeah. Where the uh, the floor is not reflective. Um, and I have been in bathrooms that have met either one of those criteria or all of them at the same time. So if I could walk into a public bathroom and not be worried that the door is going to either be broken or can just be opened very quickly if somebody had enough uh, power in their arm or didn't even need that much where that has happened to me, um, or when I'm on the toilet and I'm looking down and I realize I can see the reflection of the person next to me actually taking care of business, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Um, if none of those were a factor, I would potentially be more um, open to that. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, I also want to be clear, um, that when it comes to trans issues, I have no issue with that. You know, trans women come on into the women's bathroom. I genuinely don't care. Uh, it's when you're looking at, um, toxic straight men <laughs> potentially yeah. who are, you know, the ones who are like, well, I could just dress as a woman and go in there. It's like, no, uh, no. Um, I think about people who have past abuse, um, who have past trauma, who have been, you know, the one in four women of the Me Too, et cetera, where I think of them, what would their experience be like going into a bathroom where they will feel vulnerable to the point where they wouldn't be comfortable going publicly in the bathroom at all? I feel like that situation amplifies when you put it into a situation such as the gym and such as a locker room, especially in a locker room. To me, it's the same thing. Looking at my own personal experiences, I remember one time we took a family trip on a cruise with Autism on the Seas, shameless plug for that not-for-profit. Um, they had in the spa, there was like a, a common area where you could go and you didn't necessarily need treatments. You could go to like the salt room or the sauna and all these kinds of things. And in my mind, shame on me for not asking first, but I just assumed that uh, it was gender segregated. It didn't even occur to me that there were men there to the point where I was not um, prepared in how I walked in there. I was wearing a robe, you know, yeah. <laughs> anything 
But had I known ahead of time, I might have still worn my bathing suit in there, you know, and I was very uncomfortable. Even just getting up from the seats, I'm like, there's a kid, you know, are they going to see anything when I get up? And then again, you amplify that situation for somebody who has had actual abuse or trauma in the background, in their background or their back experiences. Um, is that opening up a situation where they won't even be able to go at all because of the way that it is set up? So those are just two particular situations that I think about. I think those are very fair points. And I think those are the points that I often hear a lot as the um, the opposing idea when I say, you know, there should be no gender segregation. And people say, okay, but what about like the trauma or abuse of having to be in a vulnerable, pos vulnerable position and things like that. So I definitely understand that viewpoint. And I think it makes a lot of sense. I guess where I start to question, not question that, but where I start to wonder how far that can go is okay, if we're, if we're going to assume that we're not in a perfect world where there's going to be a, a good functional bathroom door, right? Because mm -hmm. I think we can all agree that if, if the locker rooms had a little curtain in front of the change stall and the bathroom had a fully closing door that went to the floor, <laughs> then it, we wouldn't have to have this discussion at all that everyone could just go where they please. Um, but if we're already going to assume that this world is going to be one where people potentially could be exposed to each other, then what about men who have been abused by other men or women who have been abused by other women or children who have been abused by adults who still have to go into the locker room with adults and things like that? What, what about those situations? Mm -hmm. Well, I don't think that you can solve for every situation. I think mm -hmm. that's absolutely impossible. Um, I think that if you were to have, you know, those private spaces in those locker rooms, like you said, I think that would absolutely help. I, again, I wish that there was a scenario where we could make it comfortable for every single person where anyone who has ever experienced trauma can go into a safe place. And I hear you, if you mm -hmm. were abused by, if you're a woman and you were abused by another woman and you're uncomfortable going into a locker room, I get it but we can't solve for every single scenario. I wish we could, but we can't. And when you talk about, and I had, hmm, um, I had several issues with some of the things that the, uh, our, our, your guests said yesterday. Oh, so did I, I think a lot of people did. You know, I, I, you know, I, I was so frustrated with the generalizing. It's like, yeah, I get it, you're generalizing. Can you give me specifics, please? Um, because generalization as your argument overall, that's not enough for me. But one of the things that it seemed that there was a general consensus on was that biologically males tend to be um, bigger and tend to yeah. be more powerful and can overpower um, females more, right? So yeah, they, on average, that is true. Yes, right. You know, the, of course, there are exceptions to that rule. Of course, there are exceptions across the board where you know, you have a female who happens to be, you know, six foot, you know, whatever pounds like so yes, that exists. But again, you can't solve for every single situation. But if you look at the likelihood, and I wish I had had time to actually look up statistics, um, but I didn't, but I'd love to be able to see statistically what those situations look like. But 
I hear you and I and I see how that is a situation that needs to be considered. I just don't know how you would solve for all of that, where you can at least solve for some of it. So Marie brings up a great point here, which is that for, for me, the most imperative and urgent step is allowing people to use the bathroom that matches their gender identity. And I agree. But I think what that brings up as well is, okay, so if someone is non-binary, which bathroom do they go to? Is it just whichever one they feel like? Would they default to the women's bathroom because cis men tend to be scarier? Like, I don't know. What do, what, what do we what do we think? Or should should there be a men's room, a women's room, and a, an all-gender restroom? But then if you expect non-binary people to go in the all-gender restroom, then you're also subjecting them to you're, you're basically saying you get you're the ones that get thrown to the wolves in this case. So what what do we think? Yeah, Paige is right, the cleaner one. <laughs> That's why Paige for president, guys. If Paige ruled the world, I think that we would be a lot more functional. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Yeah, I know we're saying like a family room, but yeah, but that's my question. Like in reality, if you have a men's room and a women's room and you have people who are non-binary, and I know that there are non-binary people who look more like stereotypically a little more like men or more like women but there are some people that look like a like an exact androgyny in the middle um or uh so where what bathroom would you go to in that case i don't know i don't know um i mean i can't it's say like like the family restroom but then that means then i guess are non-binary people also statistically abused by by cis men the most or is it is it cis women that are abused by cis men the most i don't know i don't know all the statistics so that's why i'm this is not me trying to like i'm not here to try to change someone else's mind i'm here to ask questions so that i better understand so what do you like what do you guys think about those things also wait sorry rk is here what's up bud nothing nothing <laughs> i think yeah um it's today one of the are you, you know you're being quiet tomorrow so you're you're talking you talk oh yeah I, I i'm not gonna talk tomorrow during abortion but i'll speak today i just i just didn't want to jump in without knowing where we were in the conversation so ba a basic summary of everything is that i started off by outright saying i don't think gender segregation should exist at all as a blanket statement and in any place and then stephanie brought up a good point about well uh in, we wouldn't have to in a perfect world where all bathroom stalls had had uh, full length doors and locker rooms had a curtain you could change behind and things like that. But in the type of bathrooms and locker rooms and stuff that we currently have, um, it like there's too many women who have experienced abuse by men that by putting them in a vulnerable position of having to you know, be naked or something like that in front of them. And Stephanie has also made it very clear that she um, definitely believes that trans women should be in the women's bathroom and women's locker room and things like that. Uh, so this doesn't have to do with someone's genitals. It has to do with, you know, what, but I guess that that's also another question. So there's, there's a lot of turfs in the world, right? And, you know, on this channel, I'm not a supporter of them. Um, but a lot of people would say, uh, you like there, the, that's the turf argument, right? That if you, if you have a vagina, that's how you identify being a woman. Cause see, being around anyone with a penis when you're in a vulnerable situation is equally scary, which I, I disagree with. 
Um, but that's their bullshit argument. Um, but then I guess if we're going based on that, how do you, I, how do you define who is what gender? Is it, is it based exactly on like a person saying, I am a woman, I am a man. Is it based on, on that, which I, I mean, I'm a fan of self-identification. I think that that's a, that's totally fine. Um, but is, is that what we're basing it on in terms of who can go into what room in, in those cases? I mean, that's how I look at it. If you're a trans woman to me, you're a woman. I'm not at any position to dictate what gender another person um, believes that they are or what they are. Um, so if there is a trans woman and I know trans women, I know trans men too, you know, if, if they belong in the women's room, then they belong in the women's room. You know, I, I don't find them to be the issue. Um, if we're looking at <laughs> terps, you know, and whether or not they would be comfortable with them in there, this, this is me saying, really care. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I say too, but that's why I say like don't segregate anything. It's like I don't like if you're not comfortable with someone else in the same bathroom as you, I don't give a fuck. And that's kind of what I have said overall. Like if you're not comfortable with a with someone with a trans woman in the same bathroom as you, get the fuck over it. But then I will also say if you're not comfortable with whoever in the bathroom with you, like it's the bathroom, everyone's there to just pee and wash their hands. Uh, and I know that the locker room, it tends to be more of a point of contention than the bathroom because mm -hmm. you can get naked in there. But then I will say like, we can say like, oh, in a perfect world, people would be able to have like a curtain or a little stall. I think that that is something we absolutely need to be moving towards. And so I think it, at this point, it's just kind of almost like, what order are we going to solve these issues in? Because I, I definitely agree that it's important to solve the issue of use the bathroom that matches your gender identity and don't have anyone harass you about that. I think that that is the number one. But mm -hmm. then I feel like I'm worried that because people think that gender segregation in these spaces at all is okay, that once we solve that, then it's going to be like, all right, we're good, we're done. When in reality, it should be, well, let's make, why are, maybe we should change what public bathroom codes allow for. Maybe we should change what locker rooms are allowed to have in terms of, of those type of things, because the goal should be to eliminate gender segregation, in my opinion, or at least that, that should be the, the end goal. You know, Anna said something really interesting in the chat, that there's also the question of cultural expectations. Mm -hmm. And that's an angle that I hadn't even thought about when you take mm -hmm. a look at like uh, the Muslim religion or Orthodox Jewish religion, there is gender segregation as part of their religion and their, and their backgrounds. And that's part of the American culture. Yes. Hmm. So someone actually brought that. this point up to me in my DMs on Instagram when I made this in, point in the past that in, I think it was in some Muslim cultures that there are like hair salons that are women only because women aren't supposed to take off their head coverings in front of men and things like that. So there are some spaces where women can be comfortable to do those things. And I, I think that makes sense from a cultural perspective. My question is then in those cases, because in those, do, I guess I don't know enough about those cultures. So I would rather, I think I need to be educated on that. Are those cultures... LGBT and trans inclusive cultures like do they accept those identities in those cases or would would it would they still be like 
women means you must have a vagina to enter this space kind of thing. I don't know. I don't That's know. Question. I don't. I don't know. I don't. That. So I mean, Anna, if you have some knowledge on that, please drop it in the chat because I want. I want to learn. I want to learn. Um, Platypus Journal says, I like being able to go to the women's room if I feel uncomfortable with a guy in public. Knowing mm -hmm. they can or aren't supposed to follow me gives me a place to retreat to if leaving isn't an option. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like it sounds like everyone's consensus is kind of that men tend to cause the most problems. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't say whether or not that's true. Um but it seems to be a lot of people's experiences. So it, it, there might be a lot to that. Questionable hag energy says private changing in locker rooms should be a thing. Enough bullying goes down to them over bodies already, at least in high school. I didn't even need dudes in mind to be uncomfortable. I think this is a good point because I'm okay. So I guess this is a question of like, should we prioritize, should we prioritize making these spaces safer in the first place? Mm. Because, like I said earlier, women can be assaulted by other women. And while that happens at a uh, less frequently than women being assaulted by men, it still happens. And while there are cases of, like, like you mentioned, like in high school locker rooms, I think it, it, even in like the male only locker room, there's so much bullying. Men are men, not men teenage boys bully each other in the locker room all the time. And at least, and with uh, girls, there's a lot of uh, body image issues of people feeling uncomfortable. And so I know a lot of people say, well, if you put the genders together, that's going to make it worse. I don't know if it's going to make it worse necessarily. I think you just need to solve the actual issue, which is that people are being required to get naked in front of each other in the first place. So that's that's my thought on that. Um, I don't know, I don't know. I guess this is a, a case where there are multiple issues here and it's just kind of like, can we solve them all? Which one do we want to prioritize solving? Because I think we all agree that these issues are all real. Um, Paige says, Mama once got talked to because the preschoolers were taking too long to wash their hands. Mama was like, there's no such thing as too long. Have some patience, dumb parent. But she didn't say the last. I mean, that's the thing. I will say kids washing their hands for a long time is a step in the right direction. Because I know kids usually like forget to wash their hands at all. Um, let's see. Do, 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 do. Uh, Selena says my daughter and I were at Disney World with my ex-husband and he started freaking out so we had to retreat to the restroom so I could calm her down okay so so people are in favor of there being some women's only spaces now how would we again how would we define a, a women because we have this problem like when I'm in LGBT community circles and stuff we have the same problem all the time which is how do you define who's allowed in what space because in so, you're always going to make someone feel excluded and there's always going to potentially be a problem based on that, right? So like, um, like when I've been involved in like queer women's groups, sometimes like we will say, yes, obviously all women are allowed here, you know, trans women, cis women, everybody. Then you have some women in the group who had, pre or you not women, you have some people in the group who had previously identified as a lesbian when they joined, 
and then actually realize that they're a trans man and then transition but still want to have that community so it's like okay well now we have some a couple men in the group which kind of goes against the original goal but we don't want to tell these people they have to leave now because they're part of this group right well then you end up having like cisgender gay men who are like well i want to be part of this group too because i also identify with this and it's like oh well we didn't want cisgender men at all in this group but then you have like non-binary people are generally always accepted in every group i feel like which is good well not every group every like group that is already for lgbt issues and things like that so i don't know it just becomes this point where it's like in my mind like just just doing what we can to end the gender segregation at all makes the most sense because it's like they're like gender is such a a, a non-concrete thing in the first place so and it like there's people who are gender fluid there's people who are um don't have a, any gender there's people who identify as both genders there's just like all these different things going on to the point where it's like there you almost can't separate it that way without it, it making no but like and then again you know a lot of people will bring up the argument okay but trans people and non-binary people are less than half a percent of the overall population so that's an extreme minority and i'll say yes but it still matters there's still people that exist and have to live their life but then people will but then people will make that same argument back at me about well, what about women who have been abused by other women or or men who have been abused by other men? And people will say, well, that's the minority. So, but, but that's the thing. The minority is the still people who have to live their life and we don't want to make them live every day in, in horrible despair, you know? So I don't, I don't know what the solution is here. Maybe that's why, you know, we call it the family room, but maybe that's why they need to have like just a dedicated one person bathroom so like if you're not comfortable in either one go in there <laughs> you know it usually ends up being the handicapped bathroom <laughs> yeah so amanda this is the problem though is if we if we designate women's spaces as assigned female at birth spaces then that's going to satisfy the turfs because then all of a sudden you're gonna you're gonna say oh well this trans woman was assigned male at birth therefore she's not allowed in the woman's space which would be a problem so it's, I feel like what these spaces actually, what people actually mean by them is no straight cis guys allowed space, which is one specific group. And I understand that that one group of men seems to be responsible for the majority of violence in the world. So yes. How but are you going to scan like, them for being straight? You, can well, have you, you can't, you can't. Uh, so I guess that means no cisgender men space. But you can't scan people for that either because you're not going to check people's genitals or chromosomes at the door. Like, that's disgusting and weird. And most of us don't even know our chromosomes and things like that. Um, I mean, I, I think gaydar could be funny. It, it, I, 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 th I think there's comedy in that. I absolutely think there's comedy. In, I mean, I think there's comedy in everything, but I definitely think there's comedy in that. Gay, 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 gay. <laughs> Yeah, at this point, which I agree with, but then I think we can also continue that line of logic forward where she says, are they are trans people less than half a percent because of not coming out because of safety reasons, though, like, is it probably higher? And I think, yes, I think that is true, because, like, in the past, people would be like, oh, well, you know, gay people, trans people, LGBT community is such an incredibly small group. And then over the past two decades, we're seeing more and more people, well, one, 
the reason there's a greater percentage of LGBT people is that a lot of people were lost to AIDS uh, about 30 years ago. Um, but beyond that, it's also because a lot more people are comfortable talking about it in the first place and being public about it um, because there's less of a physical threat to you. And so, yes, are in, the, in more years, are we going to see more trans people coming out? I think absolutely, yes. Um, but I think I'm wondering if the same thing also happens with, we were saying earlier, it's a minority of cases where women abuse other women or men abuse other men. Are there also then, go, are, are those people also scared to speak up about it? Are people scared to speak up about same gender assault or abuse because they're less likely to be believed? And and as we try to end those stigmas, are people going to start speaking up about that? And we're going to see that it actually is a bigger problem, potentially. Um, and then at the same time, the same issue we have, which I don't know how to solve for, is the fact that the I think the most likely group that's abused is children being abused by adults. So whether that's men, women, whatever, children are abused by adults more so. And I, I mean, you can make up the point like, okay, children are usually abused by adults that they already know and things like that, rather than strangers jumping out of the bush. But then that brings up the point of, okay, should children and adults be in the same bathroom? Well, yes, because you need to watch your children while they're in the bathroom. But it's like, how do we, how do we, how do we, how do we handle any of this? You know, that, um, um, what you're, that's actually reminding me of what Selena said about her child being um, autistic and needing to go into the women. So first, my son is nonverbal autistic with ADHD. So I, mm -hmm. I empathize. Um, and so we try to go to places that also have like sensory quiet spaces. So that's, that's one thing. But the other is he's nine, but he looks like he's like 13. Um, and he has to come into the bathroom with me there. He cannot go into a bathroom by himself mm -hmm. and he will likely need to have assistance in the bathroom until he's probably in his mid to late teens. And I, I don't know, I can't predict the future, but for a good portion of the near future, mm -hmm. um, you know, and so even now, you know, there are times I'll take him into the bathroom and people do a double take because if you look at him, he looks like he's at that age that he should be able to go into a bathroom by himself in the men's bathroom. And he is not. So it's, it's yet another, uh, thing to consider in this very broad uh, predicament we're talking about, something else to think about. I think that's a good point overall. If you have, a, even like, let's say you have an adult with a, some type of disability that means they require someone to help them get on the toilet or something and their caregiver is not the same gender as them, mm -hmm. then what do you do in that case? I think... That's so again, I think there's so many of these potential situations that it makes the most sense to just like, if we're going to look at practical solutions, maybe we need to, maybe people need to start proposing alterations to bathroom and locker room codes and things like that, that y'all, you can't, you can't have your public bathroom unless the doors meet these codes of privacy and ability to stay locked and things like that, which could be hard. It could be hard on small businesses and things like that that want to open up a place but are now have to, you know, pay more money for a, a more advanced bathroom. But at the same time, I think this could go a long way. I don't know. I don't know. I think there's a lot of situations like this.
Yeah, and I think uh, Anitra brings up a good point. When we talk about abuse, body shaming is abuse. And women do that because we are taught to compare and contrast and even judge. And yeah, I think that that's a good point. I, there was there was a, a case of this I remember we saw a little while ago. There was some like, I forget her name. She was some Instagram model, I think. And she was she was in the locker room at the gym and there was like an elderly woman in there naked getting changed. And she took a picture of the elderly woman to be like, wow, there's some really ugly people in the locker room with me. And she put it up on social media and people were like, you just spread a naked photo of somebody without their consent. What you have done is like essentially sexual assault. And she got in legal trouble, but I don't know if she had to be a registered sex offender or anything for that. Um, but my point is, that was, you know, that was a woman in, in the locker room with another woman. And from her perspective, she wasn't doing sexual abuse. But from the victim's perspective, she probably was. So that that case was horrifying when that happened. But I guess it goes to show that, like, the body shaming culture that people have around their own gender can absolutely lead to abuse, 100%. And Sharma, that's true. Usually small businesses have individual bathrooms. And I think that that's, I, I like that. I think it's good. It's just, here's, here's the bathroom. You open the door, you lock the door and it can get frustrating when there's a line outside the door because there's only one toilet, but like, you know, <laughs> I, I get it. I understood why businesses would have a bathroom for men, a bathroom for women, but both of them were just individual bathroom stalls. Like, why are you like you only one person goes in at a time why do you have yeah never understood that i don't understand it either it might just be like a holdover from purity culture and things like that <laughs> i i can't use the bathroom after someone else of a different genders used the bathroom <laughs> then i might catch their their i don't know <laughs> it's just weird. Their gender. I don't <laughs> um Caroline says, we got to be more questioning. Why are so many people being abused and assaulted rather than trying to figure out the micro details about bathrooms and change rooms? Yeah, I think I think there's um, I think there's elements of both that if you're going to. If people are. Yeah, because solving abuse and assault as a whole is an issue that we should be working on and should be addressing the root causes of. And the thing, the reason I talk about the bathroom is. That's the only, bathrooms and locker rooms and such are the only places that really are gender segregated. But does that much abuse happen inside of them? I feel like the majority of abuse, and I guess people could say, well, it doesn't because they're gender segregated and the majority of abuse will happen somewhere else because that's where you have access to the opposite gender. But I would even say when you're, when you're with your, even if you're abused by your same gender, it's still likely to happen outside of the bathroom I just don't, I don't think people spend enough time in the bathroom that it's statistically relevant that, you know what, do you know what I'm saying? I feel like abuse in the bathroom doesn't happen that much. I don't know. I agree with Jess MUA. I think we I gotta keep men's bathroom segregated because we don't have lines. I use the men's bathroom sometimes too. I just go in there. It's important to guarantee that one bathroom is not going to have a line. I agree with questionable hag energy here too. We 100% need better education on what consent is and what sexual abuse is. So this is just like a bigger issue than the bathroom itself, as we can 
as I think we, yeah. So I, if we're looking at solutions for this, yes, that, that I think is, I guess the question is what, what needs, what should be done first is the question. And that's, that's hard to say because it's like all these things are, are important. Um, Universal basic income. And then uh, everyone can build a bathroom. That's a good point. I mean, I've always said that I think universal basic income is the first thing that should be done. I think that would that would start get the momentum moving on a lot of problems that we have. And then, yes, we could all build our own bathroom. <sighs> Paige says there's lots of bad things that happen in the bathroom, drugs, fights, and so on. Paige, how do you know about drugs? <laughs> And the, yeah, if drugs and fights and such are happening in the bathroom, wouldn't don't wouldn't fights be less likely to happen if we gender integrated the bathrooms? Because a lot of people tend to physically fight with their same gender more often. I don't know. I don't know. I can't remember the last time I saw. Okay, why is there two of you? Um, one second. <laughs> Um, Katie says, if there are no men and I really need to go, I'll go in the men's bathroom. I agree, dude. I agree. Because I have the world's shittiest internet, um, since they've been doing shit to the windows here in this shitty apartment complex. So I've just been dealing with, the uh, internet going on and off all day and having to use my hotspot. So I'm on a hotspot now, so I'm good. Okay, good. I'm glad, I'm glad you're, you're here. Um, no, that's good. Oh, whoops. Anitra says, I believe bathroom abuse is used as a way to create a visceral reaction around personal safety to get past people's compassion for other people's humanity. I think it, I think it is too. I don't think there, I don't think that much abuse happens in the bathroom. And so I feel like most people go to the bathroom, they, they pee, they wash their hands and they leave. That's what most people do. And so I don't see why we can't just put all the genders together in the bathroom. And in, and when we talk about the locker room, yeah, people are getting naked in front of each other. But I think it's, I personally think it's just, I guess I'm a bad person to say, because I, I I don't feel awkward getting naked in front of anybody at all. I'm just well, like, ah, oh, it's just, it's just clothes. Who cares? You sort but, of said it yourself. In the bathroom, people go in there, they pee, they wash their hands, they leave. People don't do that in the locker room. They go in there for a number of reasons. I mean, men shave in the men's locker room. Sure. Uh, put on deodorant, you take showers, sauna. You can do everything I'm saying in front of women, but the point is, it's not just going in the bathroom, doing one thing, and leaving. You're spending time in there. They have TVs in locker rooms, so people can literally just sit there and watch TVs in the locker room. It's complete. Yes, you can do all of these activities in front of women. I would hope, but the fact still is, they're doing more than just one thing in a locker oh, room. Oh, sure, yeah. Doing... In the bathroom, they're doing the one thing. In the locker yeah. room, they're doing more than that. You're right. Yes, sorry, I should clarify that. Yes. Yeah, a, a guy will go into the locker room, take off his clothes shower, go in front of the mirror, shave, put on cologne, maybe sit down in a chair and watch TV while he drinks water from the cooler that's in the locker room. I mean, I mean, he could be end up being in there for a solid 40 minutes. Most go of what I do in the locker room is take selfies in front of the mirror. Yeah, and you could do that in front of guys <laughs> again, but like uh, everything we're saying we can do in front of guys, but it's more oh, than absolutely. just doing my one point, thing and then leaving. Sure, my point is we don't, I, why, why segregate the locker rooms either? It's like, well, because people are naked in front of each other. So 
I think it's just as awkward to be naked in front. I again, I'm a bad person to make this argument because I don't think it's awkward to be naked at all. But I, in general, I don't see how it's more awkward to be naked in front of a a, a different gender than it is in front of the same gender. How's so that if, more? If a locker room is set up and there's like lines and line rows and rows of lockers, based on assumption, not based on any studies, I can safely assume that there would be some natural segregation going on that women would go she tend to congregate on one side of the locker room away from the men where they would be changing out of their eyesight and then men would naturally just take up the rest of the space and if that is what ended up happening then my question is why segregate or why integrate them to begin with do you think that would happen do i think that people would yeah i mean if pe people tend to do you think people feel more comfortable changing in front of their own gender because I think the awkwardness of, of getting if you feel if you're a person who feels awkward getting naked in front of others at all you're going to feel awkward getting naked in front of your own gender too yes but I feel like people would first find a place where no one is and if there is no places then they would first go to a place that they're familiar so isn't with the solution then to make one locker room for every gender and put curtains in it so that if you're a person who feels awkward getting naked in front of others you don't have to that sounds beautiful why not yeah let's I, do need, that. I would need more <laughs> I need a door that can be locked. There we go. I need a door that can be locked. So let's, Do let's you feel that. that you need a door that can be locked in front of men, but not in front of women? Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't like getting naked in front of myself. Like I just, <laughs> like I, that's just me. Um, if I had to get naked in front of either gender, I would definitely not want to get naked in front of multiple strange men i can tell you that okay um, i might just be an idiot like that's entirely possible too yeah i you know i in the locker room do i get you know do i get undressed in front of women yeah but i'm doing it where it's like i have the robe hanging over my shoulders and i'm kind of doing you know so even in front of them i'm still trying to be a little bit more is demure the word i don't know yeah but if they were to be integrated yes i would need a a, a room with a door that I could lock because when I even think about fitting rooms in still clothing stores, the curtains don't always meet the edge of the wall yeah. and there's a gap and I don't want you seeing me. I, I don't, I don't want people seeing me. Amanda says I would never get naked in front of a strange man. Again, statistically, a man is more likely to pull some shit. At least a woman I feel more comfortable confronting. So I think that's, that's a good point too. I guess it, in, like if we're going to go by in general, women are more likely to um, be in similar size to other women. Uh, so I guess it's like you're, you could have a situation where a woman tries to attack you and is, you know, way bigger than you and you can't take her on. But I guess the if that's going to happen, that's that's a low chance of that happening as opposed to if you could confront a woman, she might probably be closer to the same size as you. Um, so I, I guess I could see that. I could see that. I kind of agree with questionable hag energy here. I think friend groups would congregate before gender groups congregated. I don't like being naked in front of strangers, period. So I, I, I think that I too think that like people would be more, although if you don't, I, I don't have any friends at the gym I go to, so... Yeah. I'm also um, like Paige. I don't change at the gym. I, I go there. I also don't pay at the <laughs> gym out, either. Yeah. I I did back when I was in college because, but I also always pee before I work out. So I always just change in the bathroom stall because I'm already going there to pee too. Oh, I drink so much water. I have to constantly pee throughout my workouts. I'm either, I'm either sweating yeah. or peeing. 
Exactly, exactly. Either way, fluids are getting out of my body. But now, yeah, I just, like, I the walk to the gym is so long for me that it's already part of the workout. So I just leave here already in workout clothes. And then I change, I shower when I get back home because everyone prefers to use their home shower than the gym shower. Nah, my gym shower is so much nicer than this shitty apartment shower. I hate everything about this apartment. Yeah. The nudist camp. Oh yeah. Here's the thing. I would actually love to go to some nude beaches or like, little new naked towns i just don't like wearing clothes i find clothes oppressive like i don't like the feeling of clothes it might be like a sensory thing with my ocd i don't like the feeling of clothes on my body i don't like feeling fabric touching my skin i have problems with like i, ha I like to wear pants that are too big on me because i don't like to feel the waistband touch me and things like that so i would much rather be naked absolutely um Anitra says, protect the children is used the same way it is used to perpetuate division. It was and still is used to uphold racism. Using it to marginalize and dehumanize trans and non-binary individuals is the same. Yeah, I completely agree. So that's still my question, too, is if you have, if you have bathrooms, do we need more bathrooms than men's and women's? Would you... Would there be a bath like a non-binary bathroom? But if there's a non-binary bathroom, you have non-binary people who are are all across like the gender spectrum. But then again, you have the same thing with like variation in sizes of cis men and cis women, and then cis women and trans women and things like that. Which like I don't know, guys. I, I again, I just think that gender is such a non-concrete thing that it almost—I don't understand how we can categorize things by it. But I guess for the again, people will say for the majority of the population, the majority of people are either men or women, so it doesn't like overall it's going to be like that. But at the same time, it's like yeah, but the majority of people also don't abuse each other in the bathroom, so just put them together. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know, guys. I don't know. I don't know. Um. Oh, wait, actually, dude, okay, Tomboy X uh, underwear and brand, I have, like, a million things from them. I have the, they're who I have my bathing suit from. I hope that, dude, I should see if they'll sponsor me, absolutely, because I have, like, a lot of their clothes. Um, Anitra says, I wor I'm worried less about how people see my body, theater drink theater geek dressing backstage and massage school but i do worry about people taking pictures or videos because some people don't understand boundaries yeah yeah and that can happen again regardless of gender someone like we said there was that one instagram model who took a photo of an elderly woman in the locker room Brittany says i think we just need all family style bathrooms they're inclusive to literally everyone and yeah when i've been to like the family bathrooms in malls and stuff they usually although one time the family bathroom at the mall that i went to the door didn't lock and a man did walk in on me on the toilet but i just thought it was kind of funny but then again like i, I have weird standards so i don't know if i'm the person we should judge the world by <laughs> Paige wants to know why we can't just have a world of porta potties. Honestly, I would love that. I would love it if there were porta potties just lining the entire world up and down every sidewalk. That would be fucking disgusting. <laughs> well, if there are enough of them, it'll be spread out enough that each one won't smell that bad. And clean, like it's just a lot less clean. Yeah, it's, it would just be nice because, like, then if you have to go to the bathroom, 
there's always a bathroom right there. Also, there is something to be said about, you know, I, I know function is important, but a, a nice aesthetic is helpful when like there does reach a point where things become so functional that and that sacrificing the aesthetic just does not optimize utility. So I would that sounds argue like a, a beta argument, RK. You sound like a woman right now. I don't fucking care. I <laughs> did, I, I, I would be depressed. <laughs> I, 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 I would be depressed if I walked down the street and I saw nothing but porta potties. I mean, I, I know this is a joke hypothetical argument, but I'm still just going to go with it for the fun of it. Like, talk about just destroying cultures of the architecture of New Orleans, just lining the entire city with porta potties like every day is Mardi Gras. We need to protect the world from all the there vomit. There definitely like, <laughs> are nice porta potties out there. When you go to the Chris Kindle market in Chicago at Christmas time, they set up some nice ass porta potties there. Can you imagine going to the Coliseum and just being like, man, look at the Coliseum, ignore the porta potties that are literally outlining it and all of the other buildings around here that have now just imposed themselves on beautiful architecture of the past. <laughs> like, well, at least people aren't like pooping on it. I don't think it's a problem we're dealing with right now. I don't think I, like, do think, I, I think can't go to Italy because there's so much shit on the ground. But I do think there should be there should be more <laughs> porta potties outside for public use regularly because there there definitely are problems where like if you like I don't RK, I don't know if you've done this, but every almost every cis man I've met in my life, when they get too drunk, they go pee in the street. Yes. They get really drunk and we're on the walk home and they're like, I'm going to go pee in the alleyway. And I'm like, um, keep your dick inside until we get home, please. Or till we get uh, to the next place we're going or to we can go to Burger King or whatever. Don't don't just pee in the alleyway. And they're like, no, I'm just going to pee in the alleyway. It's just like, no, I, I guess I, I in college, I knew women who did that, too, because it was college. But like as adults, I only ever know of men doing that. I, I've never done that. I well, I appreciate that say, about you. Know, and, and, and to make it even more awkward, I actually know more women that have that do it because they think it's hilarious when they do it, where they take pictures of themselves doing it and bragging about the how they're weirdest, peeing outside. That's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Exactly. It's fucking weird. It's pictures I don't need to fucking see. But here I am, now being subjected to your urinary choices. Um, so as far as like peeing in the street, I don't do it. I, mean, I think it's gross. Um, I hear you on that. I don't, I don't fucking know. Yeah, I don't, I don't pee in the street. Well, there's yeah. nothing also like walking past a piss bottle. That's always fun. Yeah. Men who can't wait till they get home from, and they're in their cars. They pee in a empty bottle and then toss it out the window. Yeah, so at least just wait till you find a trash can. Yeah. I mean, I live in New York, so I don't know. Maybe it's a New York thing. That uh, New York's just Paige, fucking weird. I know you think RK has weird friends, and I think he does too. But I think Paige, you will never truly understand because you don't have to pee ever. You don't. You have a puppet body, and you don't have a bladder. Um, so I don't because like ever my, my thought of piss bottles are like long highway trips, so they've never made sense to me because you know it's a long highway trip. So worst case scenario, you can pull over on the side of the highway if there's no rest stops and find a tree or a bush. I can honestly say I've never done that and I never will. Fair. I mean, I'd rather I, hold it. I would rather hold it. And, 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 that, and that's fine. I'm not 
saying this is solid behavior that everyone should like go out of their <laughs> no, way to perform. I get it. I hate having to pee so much. It's the worst <laughs> feeling in the world. It makes me want to die. I just hate having to pee. So I've, I've definitely pulled over and peed on the side of the road before. And I don't like it because I only I only like to pee in toilets. That's like a, a thing. I'm like, I will not pee anywhere that's not a toilet. That's why I don't like to go hiking or camping or do things. Yeah, because I'm like, nope. But I yeah, share brings up the Amazon worker. You can't hold it for a ten-hour shift. That's true. Yeah, agree. For me, public bathrooms are Starbucks. I'll just go to a Starbucks bathroom. Oh no, she's <laughs> talking about the Amazon workers specifically. Oh yeah, someone who's on a, a ten-hour shift at an Amazon. Yeah. Um. So what we've learned from this is that. People pee everywhere anyway, so we might as well integrate the bathrooms. I don't think that that's what we've learned. Okay, so my question, I guess, is has my mind been changed? Um, a little bit. Like, in the sense that I definitely understand where people are coming from. And I originally, I thought, you know, people who want to keep the bathroom separated have some kind of sexism in their mind or something, but I don't think they do. I think people, I think at the end of the day, we're all just trying to find the best solution that's going to make everyone the most comfortable. And will we ever find a solution that makes every single person comfortable? Yes, it is that we have to put full doors on the bathroom stalls and have like full doors of space available to change in the locker room. Uh, will people start to create that? I don't know. But I think that once that's created, we should put the bathrooms and locker rooms and have everything be one gender. Here is bathroom. Go into bathroom. And yeah. But I, I understand why in the meantime, people might feel a little uncomfortable with that. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I've just also seen too many people take the same argument and take it too far when trying to exclude trans people from the bathroom. So that's why I always get worried about it. But then again, slippery slope is a fallacy. So like, that's not what we're arguing in the first place. But then part of me is like, if we just put it all together, or then all of this would be solved, but st there would still be people who would be worried about things. So I don't know. I don't know. I am glad we're hearing multiple perspectives as well. I, I have no opinion. I'll pee where y'all tell me to pee. I don't care. That's great. You can just pee on command? No, but if I have to pee, I can pee on command. That's good to know. That's good to know. I don't have to, like, press a button and wait for the computer to load and then go, okay, open app, pee. You never get stage fright, RK? For peeing? <laughs> no. I mean, I also, it's usually not, like, a group activity for me either. Um, so I haven't been put in a position to get to get stage fright i mean guys usually have like a bit of an honor system of, of leaving one urinal open beside them um and then if, if and that's assuming if there's not a divider whatsoever um and if all the urinals are taken then you got to stall so I've, I've never really had to deal with stage fright because we just have this silent honor system of not <laughs> creeping on each other's dicks that's not quite what i meant <laughs> There's been times I've been in a public bathroom and if there's only one other woman or, or other person in there, I can't go because I know they can hear me, which is ridiculous because that's why I'm there. But you it is sing happened. really it's loud. Just, I've told them to turn the faucet on. 
that's good. No, I am. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. That's that's Pro that's problem tough. solving. Problem solving at its best. Yeah. I I, I hope <laughs> that you. I don't know. Get get over the stage fright and win a Tony one day. I, I I'll let you know. I'll let you know. I'll send For you best list. year. I don't know. Right. No, not, number yeah, one in the number one category. <laughs> I faith in you. There's a, I, so I, oh, what Cher says here, I agree with on the surface. I would be comfortable with a trans woman in the shower, but not a man. My point is when someone's naked, how do you know what gender they are? Do you, would you ask them? Would you go in the shower and be like, What's your excuse me, shower buddy, what are your pronouns? Because, well, then you're the one making people uncomfortable <laughs> in that case. <laughs> up, can you let me know? So, I mean, as long as no one's being creepy, like, how, yeah, how would you even know? Because, I mean, there are a lot of cases where there are a lot of cases where people who haven't started their physical transition yet when naked might still look like the cisgender version of the other gender. So if you're in, if you're changing in a locker room, how would you necessarily know? And I guess it could it ha could have to do with their presentation and things like that. But if you like, that's the problem is if you see someone and you accuse them like of being a man, you might not know that could be a trans woman who hasn't started their physical transition yet. So you might like accuse someone of something without it being true. So I don't know. That's my it's that's what I wonder as well. Isn't the responsibility of presentation on that person? I mean, I, I don't know. But, but what, what do you mean by responsibility of presentation? Well, like ultimately, all I'm saying is that we're talking about uh, these safe spaces uh, for, for protection. Um, and in this case, we're talking about protection of the woman and protection of the trans well, cis woman and trans woman. Yeah. Um, and if this is a trans woman who has not begun transitioning whatsoever, are they in any danger using a male bathroom or restroom? Because it sounds know. like... Because it sounds like it's not like anyone would know that they're a trans woman then. So I don't see how they would be in a position where they could be discriminated against in that bathroom unless they told everyone that they were a trans woman. Because if they were in the woman's bathroom, the only way people would know that they're a trans woman is if they announced it. And this is a very specific example. I will be honest and say that after I get my boobs made smaller, I am worried that I will be called out for being a man when I'm in the woman's bathroom. So I don't I don't know. Because I don't think that there ever should be any obligation for anyone to for just because you are a certain gender that you have to dress a certain way or have your face or hair or anything a certain way to indicate that to others because how someone looks and presents themselves is up to them entirely. Yeah, but so, you gave a specific example of someone in a shower and how do you know their gender? And I'm saying if you don't know their gender. I don't understand exactly. How that's that's what I will say with questionable hag energy. When someone's naked, you can't assume gender identity or sexuality. Exactly. So that's why, like, if someone is naked, how would you know if? How would you like? I guess you're saying like they could go into. Well, why someone, segregate in the first place? I mean, that's my question. I'm agreeing with you. That's my point. I'm agreeing. Why segregate in the first place? And if the reason to segregate is protection, then ultimately my question is if that person is safe in one restroom, but ha have questions raised in the other restroom, then I don't see why they would use the one that they're safe in. I just, I just don't understand. It's a, I, like I said before, my opinion on this is I have no opinion. I don't fully understand sure, it. I'll no, go to the I bathroom where I need to. No, I appreciate that you, you are just asking questions. Cause I think that's good for this week. Um, you know, I don't know if I'm helping or hurting my argument, but um, a 
a non-binary person who I know who presents mostly uh, male was in Penn Station and because they know that um, they present as male went into the men's bathroom um, in Penn Station but was biologically female and used a stall and was attacked in that bathroom because then the individuals in that bathroom knew that they were not born male. But when How did they know that from inside of a stall? I don't, I, maybe because they didn't hear them pooping. I don't know, but- what did, That's so weird. But it did happen. I, I know this person. Um, Damn. And it, so I think, it, I think a lot of the problem here too is that we, we've been talking about trans women a lot, but like sometimes trans men aren't safe in the men's bathroom even. Yeah. Yeah. Is, it, is, this, is the secret just that no one's safe in the men's bathroom because maybe men are dangerous? Is that what we're talking about here? And they purposely didn't go into the women's room because they were worried that the women would feel uncomfortable knowing that they presented male. Right, right, yeah. But then, I mean, I don't fucking know. It, uh, that's so horrible. That sucks. That's as far a horrible as the, situation. I'm, I feel terrible that happened to that person. Yeah. Yeah, but then to your point of the men's bathroom being dangerous and the women's bathroom not the one example you kept going back to of the Instagram model comes to mind of of the body shaming with with cameras and defining what danger is. Well, I mean, my, my whole point is physical that danger, danger, mental. There's, yeah, there's danger in any any vulnerable setting, regardless of gender. And people bring up the point that yes, statistically, it is most likely to happen that cisgender men will be the attacker. But in this case, they attacked someone who wasn't even a woman. They attacked someone who was a masculine, non-binary person. So yeah. it, it's like... Well, it also sounds like intentions were different as well. I mean, this, was a, this wasn't sexual assault. Or it's just assault, I'm assuming. Yeah. 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 And that, uh, yeah. So it's like, I don't know. Is, is separating the bathrooms even productive? at that point well that's and i mean the other question i have is is also, if we change yeah, bathrooms currently okay, what's what's the benefit to, to gender men sit to pee anyway just because it's more comfortable for them so like what, find that, comfort <laughs> defense in the toilet <laughs> i mean it's i'm not saying it's more comfortable across the board i just think i'm also not sitting on one of those fuzzy ones just because i think of all the i don't know any those. <laughs> oh my god the fuzzy toilets <laughs> Like people sweat on those. Okay. Like, Ew. Like, oh. <laughs> Ew. oh, Caroline also says my husband prefers to pee sitting down. I think Cher brings up a good point. If we had never segregated the bathrooms in the first place, we might have already solved these issues. Yeah, or, or we would have had new unique issues. Or we would have had new unique mm -hmm. issues. Who knows? Because I think we can always count on us having issues. Yeah. And that, that's not specific to, to, to this conversation alone. I just meant like we're always going to have a, a problem that arises. It's just how we are. And if we did somehow manage to, to find peace and uh, prosperity among all classes, then we would just get hit with an ice age and we have a new problem. So this is a very broad discussion. It seemed like I was almost, I, I thought like, this is good. We're gonna have a very specific discussion today, but I feel like we didn't make it specific enough because this whole discussion, it's almost like the discussion needs to be more like, should 
lawmakers regulate building codes to to do certain things like it should be like that because i think right now we're just we're discussing all these ideas in the abstract and then there's also the whole topic and like caroline brought up earlier in the chat that if abuse is happening there's also like well now we really need to be looking at the root causes of that too because but then it's like, is it possible? Will it ever be possible in the future of humanity to end all abuse a hundred percent of the time? Will that ever be possible? I don't think so because I think what happens is over time, when I think it's possible to make abuse better to the point that in the future things that we recognize as abuse now won't happen anymore. But you shift the Overton window, and then. Uh, what we see as abuse in the future may be things that we didn't realize nowadays are abusive, which will be good that we're, you know, progressing to caring more about other people in, in that way. But that's my point is that I think that as you solve an issue, you start to work on another issue because that's, that's how it goes. I don't know. I don't know. I'm shocked that fuzzy toilets. Everyone is talking about the fuzzy toilets. <laughs> I, I didn't mean the carpeted toilet. Okay. I'm shocked that y'all, they're toilet warmers that you put over and they were yeah. I haven't seen one of those in an extremely long time, but oh, you're lucky. Do they still exist? They still exist. <laughs> Questionable hag energy is manifesting the red pillars right now. <laughs> oh my goodness. It all goes back to toxic masculinity. Get the red pill guys. Well, I think those guys would say that we need lots of gender segregated spaces because from their perspective not only can you not safely get naked in front of the opposite gender but you also can't talk to them in the same language you have to completely shift your entire lexicon every time you speak to a different gender which sounds like an exhausting way to live life like really exhausting I'd literally just talk the same way to everyone unless it's like if I'm in a job interview or something I'm not gonna I'm not gonna yell the way I do on YouTube but I just talk to everyone the same way, so I don't know. Well, according to them, women don't care what you say as long as you say it nicely. Which is not true because... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But don't get me started. <laughs> yeah, my grandma used to have one of those toilets with the fuzzy seat cover. The, the, fuzzy, the fuzzy lid cover with the seat that was like kind of squishy. I hate the squishy toilet seats because whoever uses it before you makes it warm. <laughs> i got willie's back on this one. Oh, no not that one this one i got willie's back on this one also because i know my toilet seat is clean like i i scrub that thing twice a week my girl comes twice a week to clean the toilets oh yeah that's totally right. i i, I twice am, a week she cleans the toilets you're <laughs> I, I have am, you been have you been the housekeeper the entire time yes and I pee, I pee sitting down at her house, so she thinks so that's why she goes. And my girl comes twice a week. Because are you Rachel's a... girl that comes twice a week? Yep, totally. You're not relatable. <laughs> are you Are you relatable? Exactly. <laughs> I, I I wanted to be your best friend so bad that I got hired by Rachel Hollis and <laughs> got her to make a viral TikTok about me. Also, that you can now make a video about it. That's love right there. That's love right there, man. I love it. <laughs> I got your back. I, I, I did. That's okay. So I had my old house that I lived in when I was in middle school had a carpeted bathroom, 
And it had a carpet. The bathroom was carpeted even by the shower, which was kind of weird. I didn't find it that weird at the time, but when I've told Tyler about it, he's taught, he's like, that's the most disgusting thing I've ever heard. Like Our upstairs bathroom is carpeted from our previous owners, and we just haven't renovated that space yet. So, yeah, we have disgusting, horribly ugly green carpet in our upstairs bathroom. Yes, RK is a girl. He's been feminized by the female agenda because he spent too much time with me tone policing him. So now he's he's a, a, a alpha female with a penis. Which is great because now I don't know what fucking bathroom to use. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Dave's here. What's up, Dave? Uh, side note, Dave, in Friday's video, we give you a shout out. Dave. Can you send me? Uh, sorry, Dave. I don't mean to give. I don't mean to give you a task, but I'm editing a video right now. <laughs> Could you send me uh, the link to your tweet that you did about the direct sales? Because uh, this Friday, Antibot and I are doing a video where we're reading the article "Direct Sales" uh, or debunking anti MLM arguments from Direct Sales Defenders website, and she references a tweet that you made in it. And I was scrolling through Twitter and I can't find it, but I want to screenshot it and put it in the video and give you a shout out. Would you be able to link me to it? If you can, let me know. Thank you, Dave's great. Uh, that was so off topic, but I, I appreciate you, Dave, and I didn't want to forget to ask you that. Uh, I agree with Paige. Let's just let the free markets decide. Everyone is going to go for the cleanest bathroom and then the one that has the most privacy. And then we can make bathrooms a class problem and not a, a gender one. Well, you have like the rich bathroom and the poor bathroom. It's yeah, like, I, think, I, think should, I, I, I think that's what we should I think that's what we should do. The bathrooms. That's exactly, we got to make bathrooms a class issue and not a gender one. And then we can all unite and, and figure it out from there. No, that's a horrible idea, but it still makes for a better movie. <laughs> I'm going to write the movie script for rich bathroom, poor bathroom. Right. Maybe that's what we should make during, we were talking about doing a South Park week where we have to make an episode of something in one week. Maybe we can make an episode of, we could make a show called rich bathroom, poor bathroom. Is, is there a one syllable word for bathroom so it can match rich dad, poor dad a little better? Um, John? What? John? Rich John, poor John? Well, that yeah, sounds like yeah. you're talking about a rich guy named John. Yeah, but if we make the cover a toilet, it's pretty clear we, we we can we can we can, we can, we can marinate make that this a little bit we, we, we can we can toss it around in the we brain can toss it around a little bit we we, we we can brainstorm yeah potty rich pot no it's two syllables that's still two syllables yeah rich um, pot poor pot no we'll figure this out i'm not too mm -hmm. concerned we got two brains and that's better than one when yeah. you say we gotta hit the head Hey, Rich, hey, Jorge, or Jorge, I'm starting today. Rich, hey, Jorge. Wow. Rich, Jorge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, no, we got this. Rich, oh, crap, poor, crap. Rich, crap, poor, crap. I love That's that. Best. That's and good. Has, I like and that. And it has the ass sound in it, so we're good. Yeah, it'll be the, the story of the dystopian future where the bathrooms are segregated by class instead of gender. And you have to, in order to use the bathroom, you have to show your tax returns at the door. Absolutely. To show whether you made more or less than $50,000 last year to determine which bathroom you go into. And when we can still have Gator up there and then we can have a scene where guys like, oh, sorry, I thought we uninstalled all these. Oh, so there's Gator in this too? Is this in the Turfs All the Way Down universe? No, there previously was Gator because they used that as, as a tool in the past. But since that led to hate crimes of closeted gay men, they started uninstalling them. But it wasn't a priority because they were homophobic. 
Can we make this as an episode of you and AG's comic? Because I think that would. We really start. We're starting idea. recording our pilot. AG's yeah. been doing animation. It's fantastic. No, we, I'm so excited for that. We have this new group of characters called the Jews. They're Jewish cows. Um, that their no their noses grow when people tell lies. So the police have been hiring them as lie detectors. You guys are hilarious. I know. <laughs> and they just go Inspired by uh, Ben Shapiro doing that once on his show. <laughs> oh, Dave, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, RK's Jewish, so he's allowed to make that joke. Yeah, and AG's gay, so we do make a lot of gay jokes too. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah, we should. I'll, I'll do an episode of. We're not laughing at gays. Really We're laughing at straights from a gay point of view. Don't worry. We we have a politician's son who's disappointed his son is straight. That's all. Rich bathroom, poor bathroom. I'm excited for this. I like that this is where the conversation led. I told you about the fairies in our in our world that are closeted straight because. They're embarrassed to be straight fairies. Yeah, I remember that. And the bisexual erasure that creates because that, that there's poor bisexual, bisexual fairies. fairy who has a girlfriend. He he sounds like a cool dude. Yeah, I'd his name his, his name's he's a whore. Of course it is. I remember that. I remember that. I saw <laughs> I saw it on your. I Instagram. have SMT shake of disapproval. <laughs> I don't know where we're going in the conversation. I don't know where we're going anymore either. <laughs> Sorry, we'll get back to on topic of. Um, so this week, RK's mind isn't going to be changed on anything because RK has no thoughts, head empty. He doesn't have a mind to change in the first place. Zero. I, I agree with SMT. Sounds smart. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and I, I will say, I will say I, I see the various points of view a little more, which I think goes, I, I don't think most people's minds get changed in full in one discussion, but I think the purpose, and I meant to say this at the beginning, I'll say it at the beginning of tomorrow's discussion too. The purpose of these discussions is to present a variety of perspectives to each other and to the audience rather than, like we're calling it Change My Mind Week. Stephen Crowder's a little bit of an extremist. There's no way that, that in one discussion, someone is gonna change your mind about a big issue entirely and take you from one extreme to the next but you can help each other see each other's perspective a little more and then once you've gotten to that point then maybe you both can try to brainstorm some solutions that might help with all of those things so i i definitely think i understand uh the problem a little bit better um i i think i i still would love to see the end goal in the future be to have no gender segregation anywhere but I definitely understand how we can't just like snap our fingers and have it be like that right now because there's a lot of other hurdles in the way that are gonna make people miserable so I think it's important that we start addressing all those things as well so um yeah Stephanie is there anything else important that you want to say on this topic I don't think so just thanks for having me and actually listening to what I have to say I appreciate it this was fun I'm so glad you you wanted to come on today. I like having <laughs> new guests on our show. It's been it's been really great. No, it's it's awesome. You know, I I now have to go to work and catch up for the hour and twenty minutes that I missed, but it was worth it. <laughs> I, well, I really appreciate you coming here. You didn't have to take time off of work, but you you're I and I appreciate everyone who listens to us like while they're starting their work day or like who is 
you know, comes on from work on a break and things like that. You guys are really great. Um, I really appreciate you being here and sharing your point of view and talking about your own experiences and everything. Also, I love your shoulder tattoo. That's very pretty. Oh, thank you. This um, is inspired by the album cover art for my favorite band, which is the Birthday Massacre, who are Canadian. Of course, of course. <laughs> every every episode's Canadian in its own way. Monday, <laughs> Steven Crowder's Canadian, and we were surprised by that. Yesterday, Ryan of the Red Pill was Canadian. Your tattoo is Canadian. No, we were surprised Crowder wasn't Canadian. He, <laughs> he was he was born in the states. He was born in the states, but then moved back yeah. to Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what we were surprised about because we knew he was Canadian and on Arthur. And on Arthur, yes, yes. Um, uh, yes. So, uh, yeah. Thank you so much for being on this morning, guys. Tomorrow's going to be a little bit of a heavier day again. I don't think it will be as heavy as yesterday was because I think the reason yesterday was heavy was not just the subject matter we were discussing, but I think it was also the fact that we had like a whole, uh, like our guests, whole audience in the chat, because normally our guests are people that we already know, but this time we reached out to like some people who have a completely separate audience. So we had a, just a lot of people with a lot of different opinions going on there. So I think that that's uh, why it was difficult. So I think to, even though tomorrow we are going to be discussing, just a warning ahead of time, guys, for anyone uh, we are going to be discussing abortion tomorrow. So it is, I know that's a heavy topic, no matter where you stand on the issue. I know it's a very emotional topic for everyone. Um, so if it's not something, I understand if people don't want to watch, if it's not something that you feel like you're comfortable listening to, but we are going to have a discussion about um, the pro-life versus pro-choice movements and what the right way to go forward is on that. And maybe we'll look at some of what Steven Crowder has to say about it too. But we are going to be having on a guest tomorrow as well, who's, you know, one of my friends who's in my women in business Facebook group, who is going to come on and she is going to, uh, uh, talk about her pro-life views and I'm going to talk about my opposing views and RK is going to say nothing because he doesn't want to talk about women's issues over women, which is very polite of him. Um, and everyone in the chat can also feel, um, feel free to share their own opinions as well, because we want to hear from you guys also, but just know that tomorrow is going to be a, a heavier topic. And then Friday's topic is going to be a little lighter in the sense that it's not going to be a, a dire thing like this, but it is going to be still a big topic. Friday, we're going to talk about both MLMs and essential oils. We're going to have Cher on to talk to us about essential oil safety. And I'm afraid of essential oils. So I'm, I think Cher, I, I do suspect she will be able to change my mind. I do suspect that because I think she knows a lot about what she's talking about. And then we're also going to have Reckless Mermaid on. Um, to talk about MLMs, because while she isn't in favor of them, she doesn't think they're as bad as I think they are. So I want to see if she can convince me that MLMs are not always 100% bad. Uh, and maybe she can, we'll find out. Um, so we're going to do MLMs and essential oils on Friday, which will be our 100th episode also. So thank you guys all so much for sticking with us this week and for trying something new out. This is a lot of fun. And it's also very intellectually stimulating. So I appreciate you guys being here once again. Um, thank you to Stephanie for coming in to talk with us this morning. I appreciate I appreciate it. I think that this was a much more 
uh, fun and nice conversation than Steven Crowder's <laughs> ever had with anyone. So <laughs> well, he sets the bar really low. <laughs> so, he you know. does. Well, like he talks to people, they just kind of yell at each other. They just kind of, and he like is like, oh, I was so calm. This other person started yelling, but I don't know. <laughs> I think that I think that we're better. We're better at this than Steven Crowder. Change my mind. Well. I know that this podcast does have a subheader called RK Discovers Morals, where it's just me being a blank slate and trying to figure out what I stand for in this world. And I do think setting the bar low is one thing I stand for because, or finding a low bar to jump over well, because I'm all, I'm all about the, uh, the path. Don't exist. I'm, I'm all about the path of least resistance. That That's pretty yeah. much what I stand for right now. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you guys are great. Thank you so much for being here. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Actually, I'll see y'all on if you want to be on my main channel for I have a premiere coming in an hour and a half. Uh, if you want to join me over there in the live chat, um, I'm going to be on with Council of Geeks, who is super cool. So if you want to um, watch me interview them about their new novel, then we will have a fun author discussion over on my channel. See you guys uh, there. And again, tomorrow morning, have a great day, guys. Shout out Willie the Silly, Dave Vaughn, get back to 